thing of truth we don't hear often enough in our culture, in our lives, is that you are, we are, uh, beloved children of God, a beloved son or daughter of His. We're never defined by our sins, our failings, our weaknesses. Um, what defines us is that we're baptized, and that we're His children. And through that, and also just being human, uh, we all have a desire to belong. Uh, it's an innate desire. But sometimes our sins, our failings, these weaknesses that we can sometimes be tempted to identify with, uh, they can get us down, cause us to become discouraged, disheartened. Sometimes I think, uh, especially in our Western culture, we need to be perfect, or we have to earn the Lord's love. And that's a complete lie, a lie of the evil one. We don't have to run an obstacle course uh, that the Lord puts us through. Uh, we don't need to attain a secret level of Christian prayer to receive more of the Lord's love. It's a simple fact that Jesus just loves us as we are. Um, he desires greatness for us, don't get me wrong there, for us to be great saints. Um, but all he wants for us truly is to just humble ourselves, to, to relax in his love for us, to recline, if you will. That line from the gospel today, there's 5,000 people, what does he tell them? He orders the crowds to sit down on the grass. He's in control. This line calls to mind the great painting, one of my favorites by Michelangelo, the creation of Adam in the Sistine Chapel. You can just picture it in your head, you know, the two fingers about to touch. Uh, Adam is completely limp, strong guy, uh, but just destroyed by sin and weakness, exhausted from toiling on the earth. Um, and he's literally putting all his weight on his back shoulder, uh, barely being able to hold his hand up. And then God, on the other hand, is flexing every muscle he has, and he has a lot of them. And he's literally flying through the air to give Adam life again. So once we do this reclining that Jesus invites us to do, what does he do? Immediately, he provides. He provides for our hunger, he provides for our thirst, both physically, food, but more importantly in this message spiritually, that he satisfies our deepest needs. Because we all have them. We all have needs, right? We all have uh, things in our heart that need the Lord's touch. But the fact of needing, it, it doesn't make us weak in and of itself. I think needing actually makes us human. And, and recognizing we need another, and we're not self-reliant, makes us more receptive to the Word of God. So take these 5,000 people, right? This massive crowd following Jesus after he was trying to get away from everyone. First off, he cures all the sick that they had. And then after a long day, the sun was setting, they were hungry. The apostles, thinking very in earthly terms, wanted to send them back to their villages, like there's no way we can provide for them. But the Lord says, no, have them recline. I'm in control. To literally humble themselves. And then he provides. Of course, he gives them this physical food, this miraculous multiplication of, of the loaves and fishes. But if you look deeper at each sentence, each phrase, uh, this is one of the first major foreshadowings of the Eucharist, that heavenly bread. You remember in here it says, he looked up to heaven, he said the blessing, he broke the loaves, he broke the bread, and then he gave them to his disciples. These four parts I'm literally going to be saying and doing today, the priest in the person of Jesus Christ, eyes raised to heaven, said the blessing, broke, and gave them to his disciples. It's a beautiful image to, to imagine this massive crowd, at least 5,000, with women and children, probably 10,000 or more. 
just dispersing into the crowd with this heavenly food, this miraculous bread. It reminds me of the early church too, the first 300 years when Christianity was illegal. Only so many people could come to Mass in secret. Sometimes you couldn't make it across the city or you were too sick or too ill, too infirmed. And so this is where big source where deacons came from in the early church. So they ordained deacons, other priests to help the apostles. But when these Masses were said, they would consecrate a ton of hosts, a ton of heavenly bread, Eucharist. They would give it to the disciples and then they would be sent out into the city in the dark of the night to distribute the Eucharist. So brothers and sisters, we all need uh, and we all desire, right? We all desire to belong. It's part of our nature. Like I said before, we could be tempted, I think, uh, to satisfy these aches um, with earthly pleasures, with things of this world. But ultimately, we know they never satisfy. You might enjoy a three-hour Netflix binge, but ultimately, you're feeling a little empty and just wanting more. We may be tempted to even numb the pain, to try to forget about that weakness, that wound that we have, to repress it, uh, but that never works either. It just festers and gets bigger. What does work is this, though, to call Jesus uh, to your need, uh, to believe that he is the divine physician, that he who dwells in our souls most intimately in the sacrament of confession, sacrament of his mercy, not of judgment, and in the reception of the Eucharist today, that he knows our deepest needs, our deepest desires, and when he enters our heart, he immediately goes to them. Immediately goes to that place of darkness and he, he applies that balm, that healing ointment of his touch. So whether it's loneliness, frustrations with the world, yesterday I saw a video of rioters burning Bibles. And that's not the word of God. How can you be receptive to that? Whether it's a particular or habitual sin or weakness uh, you may have, know that the Lord goes there but we have to humble ourselves, we have to relax, we have to give it to him. We have to open our hearts like Adam did um, and humble ourselves. We don't have to numb, we don't have to know the next turn of the world to manipulate it, right? To get our next toilet paper supply to meet our needs because the Lord knows them. All we have to do is believe that Jesus loves us. He never abandons us and he will provide, he will satisfy. Close with the first ring again. Thus says the Lord, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. If you have no money, come receive grain and wheat for free. Come without paying, without cost. Come to me heedfully. Listen that you may have life, and I will renew within you the everlasting covenant. The covenant assured to David and given to us through the centuries, through the church, most powerfully in the Eucharist that heavenly bread. Amen.